1: Time to take the next step with Looney Libis.
2: Step 18. Messaging continued. We didn't get to finish the lesson from last week on messaging, so we'll finish it today. And Today we're going to dive in and we'll, we'll start with the skill of editing and then we'll move on to using that skill in order to take some real-world messaging, take it apart, put it back together, make it better. Here's where we left off. Personally, when I write all my marketing materials, I write to maybe a 12th grade level. Right? I try and make it more like a 10th grade level. I try not to use big fancy words. I try not to use lots of syllables. I try not to use any jargon, or if I am using jargon, I try and define it somewhere in the messaging. I try and say everything I want to say using the least number of words possible. And this, too, is not a skill that they often teach you at school. Right. It's, it's the skill of editing. And I don't remember once in all of, you know, first grade through 12th grade, once the teacher saying, go back and shrink your essay by half. But that's really a skill that's useful in marketing. You know, this came up in step one, right? Your problem and solution. How do you shrink your problem and solution down to one sentence? Well, how do you shrink your description of your company from one full page to a half a page, to a quarter page, to a paragraph, to one sentence? Doing that exercise is really useful because you can discover all the extra words that you've been throwing in that don't actually add value to your messaging. When you take out those words, the odds go up that people actually read what you're writing because there are fewer words for them to read. If you are today sending out a two or three page description of your business and it's possible to shrink it down to one page, well, a lot more people are going to read one page than three pages. And a lot more people are going to read three paragraphs than one full page. Now the process of editing is not that difficult. The process is to go word by word through what you're writing and for every single word ask, can I remove this word? If I take this word out of the sentence, does the meaning of the sentence change dramatically? And you'll be surprised at how often the answer is no, in which case you remove the word. Sometimes it's a phrase, not a single word. Sometimes there's a phrase that you've thrown in there, which You thought was important, but when you take it out, you know what? The sentence still says the same thing, or pretty much the same thing. Sometimes you have to rewrite sentences. Sometimes you say things in ten words that you could really say in three. That's another thing to do, to shrink things down. But it is really useful to go through your writing with an eye toward brevity, with an eye toward clarity and brevity. Keep things as short as possible and as few words as possible using the simplest English words as possible. And try that out. Try shrinking down your messaging to the tightest form you can. So one example here, going back to the same company, their their vision statement was, such and such company's future plans include sales of cookstoves and solar solutions to fulfill our overarching vision to become the ultimate provider of clean household energy solutions across East Africa. So what do we have in here? We have overarching vision. Big fancy way of saying that's where we want to go. Uh, we again have energy solutions in here. We finally know where in the world they're doing their business, which is East Africa. But just to be clear, East Africa is uh, five and a half countries, six countries, and something like uh, 200 million people. So it's not quite narrowed down. This is pretty fancy. As opposed to beyond briquettes, this company's future plans include cook stoves and solar panels, growing toward the ultimate provider of clean household energy across East Africa. Okay, that's better. That is, in fact, my first edit of this vision statement. And all I did was take out the superfluous words and shrink it down. Some other examples from this company, they had a paragraph that talked about their mission. It used to say, this company dedicates itself to the fight against the health and environmental problems that arise due to firewood and charcoal usage. So that has a couple weird feelings in my mouth as I say that. So dedicates itself. Sounds like a non-profit, but this is a for-profit company. Uh, Fight against the health and environmental problems. That sounds a little bit strange to me because it really should be solve the problems rather than fight against the problems. So I took those words, I shuffled them around, I simplified them, and I got this company directly impacts the health and environmental problems that arise from cooking. Full stop. Those words sound like a fact. This company directly impacts the health and environmental problems that arise from cooking. It's hard to argue with that. There could be a better verb in there. And while impact sounds like a strong verb, it's not an action verb, right? It's not a verb that's doing. It's a verb that's that's already done and, and smashed something. Moving on to some other paragraphs. So this company has laid the groundwork to generate more market presence by creating a website and social media platform. All right, laid the groundwork. To me, it sounds like a political campaign. Generating more market presence is really just saying we're doing our job with marketing. Uh, and creating a website and social media platform. Uh, social media platform sounds like they wrote a lot of code, right? They launched a software product. when What they really mean is that they have some followers out there on social media. And I rewrote this to be much, much simpler, which is this company has 1,234 followers on Twitter and Facebook. Full stop. Here in 2018, you have to have business cards and you have to have a website. So we don't need to tell the world that, especially because you're going to post this on your website. And you're probably going to be using the social media sites in order to build your awareness. So you don't really have to say that either. So what it really comes down to, what, what can you tout to the audience that you're writing to, well, you can tout followers to them. So you can tout your, your Twitter followers or your Facebook likes or your YouTube subscribers or the number of people who've viewed your pictures on Instagram, right, some number out there that looks impressive. Right? That's what you should be talking about. And the last pitfall, I think we're on number seven now, is to avoid repeating the same connector words over and over again. And, and one of those connector words that people use way too much is then. And so I actually came across this with the same company. They had a a paragraph in here that says, after production, the inventory will then be stocked. The briquettes will then be packaged and distributed through our distribution channels to vendors and retailers. So there's what? There's two or three thens hiding in that sentence when it really should just be, after production, the inventory is stocked. As order arrives, the briquettes are packaged and distributed through our distribution channels to vendors and retailers. And often... What you're really trying to convey in, in this paragraph of your messaging is, what's the process? What's the internal operations piece or the logistics? And in that case, what you probably should do is just use bullets. This is, again, something we're not taught in school. right? In, in most of the writing exercises in school, we're not allowed to use bullets. We have to do things with commas and semicolons to make long lists or, or short little sentences. We're not allowed to just put a colon in and list out a bunch of steps as bullet points. But we're not in school here. we're out in the real world. And in the real world, bullets work really well. They work really well as long as the bullets are three, four, five words long at most, right? Ideally one or two words each. Right? So in this case, we have we, we do production, we produce briquettes, store an inventory, orders arrive, package, distribute, done. That list of bullets would be sufficient, to explain to investors the general process that the company's going through. For customers, you probably want to shorten that back down which is manufacture, order, deliver. Right? 3 bullets, 3 words, right? Nice and simple. And that's the point I'm trying to make over and over and over again in this in this step about messaging. Keep it simple. Keep the words simple, keep the sentences short, keep the amount of words short. And your messaging will be much more effective because more people will actually read the words that you wrote down. Now, we've spent the last five whole weeks talking about marketing, but you know what? There's hundreds of books out there that will talk about the topic in much, much greater detail. And so I'm going to leave them to fill in the rest of the details, and I'm going to move on next week to talk about
0: sales. Until then.